Hello, y'all. Welcome back to another edition of the NFL Heads podcast. Today, we are going to be previewing all of the week four matchups. My name's Josh Ship, and I'm here with Sid Caliani, and we're starting with what is, frankly, a really rough Thursday night game to watch. We're going to be watching the Jaguars and the Bengals. Now, this, by all common logic, should be just a beatdown of the Jaguars by the Bengals. Uh, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase are turning into this really, really impressive offensive trio but Sid what are the Jaguars going to come together and do that's going to pull them ahead of Cincinnati and cause a surprise win on Thursday I don't know if there is anything that the Jaguars can do if they are going to have a way to win it's got to be Trevor Lawrence Trevor Lawrence has to show that he is the number one pick for a reason if he has the type of game that he has that that he has had for the past couple of weeks I don't think it doesn't matter what the defense does. They're losing this game. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, the one, like, red flag on the Bengals right now. Not, I mean, there's defensive red flags, too. But the offensive red flag is their offensive line. But let's be honest. The Bengals' offensive line is like the Vikings kickers. It's never going to get fixed. So as long as the rest of the team can kind of work around it, which I think they're going, doing a good job of doing, that should work okay for this Bengals team. So are are we in agreement then? Bengals win in a blowout? Yes. All right. Moving on, we've got the Titans and the Jets. Now, the Jets are a disaster. Mm. Worse than the Vikings. Zach Wilson. I mean, not the Vikings, the uh, Jaguars, excuse me. And, and Zach Wilson. Ooh, I don't know what to say about Zach Wilson. I know what to say about Zach Wilson. What? He has nothing. Damn. And nothing around him. I mean, he has... He has some weapons, but some meaning not a lot some meaning none i guess you could say that Corey davis has been kind of a horrible free agent signing actually so far um elijah moore has just not been doing well as a rookie at all and apart from that i mean they just got like a crew of nobodies there there's nothing going on the running game can't get going with tevin coleman and ty johnson the offensive line is horrible i are they still without makai becton He's, he's out for a while, right? Yes, possibly. Okay. And then the defense, while better, has... It's not that good. Eh, it's, yeah, it has problems. Es- um, especially going against this Titans offense and Derrick Henry. I don't know if they're going to stop Derrick Henry. 200-yard game for Derrick Henry? Yeah, that's a possibility. I'm... I wouldn't be surprised if he reaches that mark. So, is Ryan Tannehill going to throw a pass? <laughs> I mean, against this Jets defense, you have the Titans offensive line. You also have Derrick Henry. He might not. This is the perfect time to start backup Logan Woodside. See what you got in him? No, I mean, obviously we're kidding around. Um, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown have been uh, questionable in practices. Normally when that happens, both receivers are fine. They just kind of go in the game, and they're just marked under questionable. But if either of them are out, I don't think it's going to make a difference. Nick Westbrook has really come through for them on that receiving core, and they're facing the Jets. They are the Jets. The average middle school football team could be the Jets right now. That That is possible. So, I mean, there's not too much to say about this game. Titans will win. Derrick Henry will have a great game. Ryan Tannehill will have a great game. The entire Titans team will have a great game. Exactly. So, good job, Titans reaching 3-1. and one. That's That's awesome. All right. 
Next up, we've got the Lions and the Bears. Guys, the games do get better at some point. Just bear with us. We've got the Lions and the Bears. What is the excitement about this matchup, Sid? Uh, Probably that the Bears might put in Nick Foles. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. After what happened to Justin Fields, I was so excited last week. Now my excitement has just died. I have the Lions in this one, but... I don't know if this game's going to be exciting because, you know, the Lions are the Lions and the Bears are the Bears. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the game was Lions winning 3-0. Well, uh, the Lions, they haven't been offensively strong, but they've kind of played up to the talent of whoever's facing them, just underperforming a little bit. Like, they'll they'll barely not make it against the 49ers. Or they'll barely, lo- like, they'll barely be ahead with the Packers for most of the game. Or they'll barely beat the Ravens, except for Justin Kicker's the best kicker of all time. Justin Tucker's the best kicker of all time. But if they have that same type of performance against the Bears, I mean, the Bears are not a good team. Oh, the Bears. Oh, they stink. They're considering all three of their first, second, and third string quarterbacks for their starter. Yeah, if, if the Lions want to show that they can play... They have to blow out the Bears. If this is a close game, right. I'm still not going to be, you know, I'm not going to say that the Lions are a good team because it's the Bears. Yeah, and I do think one player to watch on the Lions is DeAndre Swift. Um, He's been having a kind of unspoken good year so far. But other than that, we've kind of said what needs to be said about this game. Uh, it should be noted that Jamie Collins was released from the Lions. I don't know how much that hurts that defense. I don't think it hurts them that much. I think he wasn't playing that well. And based on past experiences, he was probably being a headache. But we both have Lions in this matchup? Yes. Okay. And I have the Lions as well. Just, yeah, so everyone knows. All right, next up, we've got the Colts and the Dolphins. And the Colts are having a rough start to their season. They're one of the five oh and three teams it's five I believe so yeah it's five five oh and three teams they're facing the miami dolphins who are without their starter to a tongue of iloa and said my main question for you is how bad is the drop off from to a tongue of iloa to backup joke kobe Brissett? i thought it was gonna be a lot worse than it was but after seeing his last week performance i have some hope because the raiders are showing that they're a good team and if the Dolphins can prove that they can ride with a team like the Raiders, I have hope that they can beat the Colts, which is why I'm taking the Dolphins over this one. Well, let's not forget that the Dolphins also lost against the Buffalo Bills 35-0. That is true. No points. Yes. But I th- this Colts team, nobody expected them to be 3-0. I don't think anyone expected oh, them to be 3-0. Oh, 3 sorry. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected them to be winless. And I think that streak continues. Really? How yeah. come? I mean, they've had injuries to Quentin Nelson, who I think is the best That's offensive huge. line. That, that is, is a, huge. That is big. Carson Wentz, he's always injury prone. Now, uh, I don't know if he's still going to be 100% healthy for this game. Um, the team overall doesn't look like the team last year. And that's got me kind of skeptical about them. And I think I'm still going to be skeptical after this week. But yeah, I have Dolphins in this one. So I think 
your points are valid, but the the Colts, let's be real, the Colts are not an 0-3 type of team. Even yeah. though they're going 0-3, they're not in that same group with the Jaguars and the Jets and the oh, Giants. Oh, yeah, they're, def- they're definitely not in all, that all these other All these other, like, horrible teams. And the Colts have had a really tough starting schedule. You think about it, they face, who have they faced? They face the Titans. I'm blanking on their other two Week 1 opponents, but I know they were tough ones. Let me look it up really quick. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. And that Titans game was closer than it should have been. They kept it close with the Rams, too. The Rams are the, like, best-built team in the league right now. They were only down by three by the time that game ended. Seahawks-Colts. The Seahawks had a great offensive game. They only lost 28-16. This Colts team is not an 0-3 type of team. I do think they pull ahead with the Dolphins. I do think they win this game. I think they actually win it decisively. Um... I think Jonathan Taylor has a big game after being kind of under the radar for the first three games of this year. But that's kind of my thinking on the Colts. I don't know how well Carson Wentz is going to play. This will probably be a low-scoring game, but... I could see where you're coming from that. The Dolphins could also just totally embarrass the Colts. Yeah. This is, I mean, this... This game could go either way. Yeah. It's not a good game. And this is going to be a boring game between two teams that won't be in contention by the end of the year. Yeah. All right, next up, we've got the Browns and the Vikings in one of our sneaky and exciting games. Now, anybody who's been listening to this podcast knows that I kind of hate the Vikings, but the Vikings have shown that they are a very strong offensive team when it comes down to it. The Browns have shown the same. So... Which team do you think could pull it together on defense and stop the other team? Basically, who's who's going to have the stronger offensive game? Who's going to have the stronger defensive game? I mean, offensive, they could almost be tied. But when it comes to the defensive side, I'm taking the Browns. Absolutely. I think the Browns' defense is a lot better than the Vikings' defense. Miles Garrett had an amazing game, even though it was against the Bears' offense. He had four and a half sacks that game. He was incredible. Uh, I think I, I think he's not going to have that type of game, but he's still going to contribute, and that Browns defense is going to stifle Kirk Cousins, and I think the Browns win this one. And I agree with that. I think the Browns are going to win this game decisively. I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to run all over this Vikings defense. Because in the end, I think that's been the difference more than Baker Mayfield on this team. I think Baker Mayfield has just been better than a game manager. That's kind of the level I would put him at right now. He's without Jarvis Landry and kind of... Is he without Odell? I mean... I know he's back last week, but I know he's he's questionable again. He's not at that level that he was a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah. Every time you hear without Jarvis and without Odell, what's really the difference anymore? Yeah, I mean, he plays the same. Yeah, I I mean Richard Higgins and Donovan Peoples Jones, those are he's doing good with them. Yeah, so and with his tight end, uh, tight ends as well, who are just what a three pack man. I mean Harrison Bryant, Austin Hooper, and David Njoku. That is a great three pack of tight ends. That's On the st- other hand, yeah, that's a strong tight end core right there. Absolutely. On the other hand, Minnesota has been playing very well with Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook. Well, and Dalvin was even out last week, but Alexander Madison did amazing as well. So this will be close, but in the end, the Vikings' absolute refusal to learn how to close out games will mean that the Browns will win and mm-hmm. the Browns' dominant defense. That is true. And I got my Vikings shot in for the podcast. Anyway, moving on, we've got the Washington football team versus Atlanta. 
Sid, how bad is Atlanta getting embarrassed on Sunday? Embarrassed, excuse me. I mean, Washington, they're they're not an elite team, but they are definitely better than the Falcons. So I expect that this is going to be like a two-touchdown lead game for the Washington football team. I, I know the Falcons won, but I, I still I, I think Taylor Heineke and Washington is just better overall in all aspects than the Falcons. Mm-hmm. That uh, this this one's kind of a sad game for me. I mean, both these teams don't look that optimistic, but I mean, I I, I still have Washington on this. Well, let's hold on. I mean, Washington has been playing a lot better than people give them credit for. I know the I mean, defense has been disappointing. But think of people's expectations for Taylor Heineke and how well he's played. How rare is it for a mid-level backup to mostly meet people's really absurd expectations about how he should play? I guess you're I do not I don't give Taylor Heineke that much credit. I don't I don't either, and I think he's going to fall off at some point. But this week there's no way he falls off. Yeah. The Falcons defense stinks. I think he I think he has a pretty good game against this Falcons defense. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a nightmare for the Falcons. I think this is in like thirty one seven territory. I wouldn't be surprised if it got there. So that's gonna be what's gonna happen on that game. Next up we've got the Texans and the Bills. This I think is gonna be another blowout. Josh Allen's really having a nice season after kind of a a first uh game struggle. But Really good games against the Dolphins and Washington are proving that Allen is back to that elite level. Is there any reason that the Texans have to win this game? I mean, the only one I could think of is Tyrod Taylor, but... Oh, you mean you mean the injured reserve player Tyrod Taylor? Uh, yeah, that one. But, you know, <laughs> he's not going to be playing. Davis Mills, I don't want to hit on Davis Mills this early, but... I, I don't think he has what it takes to stop the Bills. I think they blow him out. Something like 30-3. to three. Mm-hmm. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. And let's make it clear. That's not a Davis Mills shot. Davis Mills is playing better than most of the first-round rookies. That is true. Like, Zach Wilson, he's playing better than him. He's playing kind of at the same level as Trevor Lawrence. Um, playing way better than Justin Fields. That is true. But... Who completed six passes... Had a total of 68 passing yards. But he's not at that Josh Allen level yet. Well. He's not at that level. I think there are only like five quarterbacks that are at that Josh Allen level. That is true. Um, And we are not going to be talking about, um, we both have the Bills. Yes. Ruining that transition into the Giants and the Saints, who do not have a Josh Allen-like quarterback on either side. The Giants are kind of a mess right now. Their offense has been really poor in coming together and getting good games out. The Saints have been a very hot and cold team. Jameis Winston kind of seems to revolve between good games and bad games as the season starts. But what what is the reason for the Giants even being close in this game? I mean, against the against week two against Washington, Daniel Jones didn't look bad. That was probably the only game so far where I thought maybe the Giants have a chance. But against the Saints, mm, I don't think he has that type of game. Saquon, as we can see, is not oh. Saquon. Oh, boy. He's not back to that level yet. And I, and- don't, I don't think he's going to get back to that level soon. And because of that, I have the Saints. 
And that's such a that's such a sad thing too. I mean, Saquon having that dominant rookie year and then just injuries going at him again and again, and he hasn't ever been back to that same form. That's really hurting the Giants, and it's going to be the reason that the Giants don't end up winning this game. I do agree that it's going to be the Saints, but Jameis Winston will probably not have too great a game. But who knows? It's the Giants' defense. He could go insane. That is true. I am curious to see what happens when Jameis Winston gets Michael Thomas to throw through. Uh, Thomas, of course, out with an injury right now. He's coming back in the midseason or later in the season. That will be a thing to watch later. Now... And the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be the other teams that play, one of the other sets of teams. And really don't don't let Chiefs like don't let Chiefs hate affect how you feel about this game. There's no reason to say that the Eagles will win at all. Yeah. I mean, I am a Broncos fan, so I do hate the Chiefs, but I don't think that record reflects them. I don't think when you think of one and two, you don't think of the Chiefs. The problem I've had is that they probably still have that same mindset of, oh, we're down at half, we can come back. I think they need to learn from that, especially after last week's game against the Chargers, that that's not going to happen now because teams have figured out how to stop that. So I think they learn from that. And the Eagles, besides their week one game against the Falcons, which let's say it's the Falcons, they haven't been performing at the at the top level. So I think this is a Chiefs win, possibly by a blowout. Well, I I also think the Chiefs will win, and I think it'll be by a large margin. But one thing I would like to point out is that the Eagles had a really good offensive second half against the Cowboys. Of course, it's all garbage time because the Cowboys were up by 20 points or something anyway. But, I mean, Jalen Hurts was completing some really good passes. He was doing some really good stuff with his legs. It was the defense that killed them at the end and just would not let them get ahead. Especially Alex Singleton, linebacker on the Eagles, is just missing tackles all over the place. And, I mean, the Eagles' defense is a mess. The offense, I think, is serviceable. It's it's okay. But neither of those things... If a serviceable, a serviceable offense playing really a horrible defense on the Chiefs is nowhere near what the Chiefs can do with a dominant offense against what, to me, looks like one of the worst defenses in football. Definitely, yeah. So the Chiefs should win this game by a landslide. If, through some misalignment of the stars, they don't, the Chiefs are done. I wouldn't say exactly they're done, but they're close to it. Really? In that division? I I would be totally fine with saying they're done. Especially Uh, if the Raiders and the Chargers and the Broncos win, which I think that could happen. Possibly, but I wouldn't count count them out yet. I've, I mean, of course, it's it's you never want to count out the Chiefs, but with that division, it's going to be really, really tough. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we've got the Panthers and the Cowboys. The Panthers are sitting at three and zero. They don't deserve to be three and zero at all. They gave up fourteen points to the Jets. They had kind of a surprising win against the Panthers. I think if Jameis had been playing better in that game, that would not have gone the way it did. And I mean. This Cowboys offense has been going insane. One player to watch on the Cowboys offense is Cedric Wilson, who has had really, really beautiful catches or receptions, excuse me, in that offense, including one that was one handed on like the sideline, but he only had one foot in, so it didn't count. But I mean, the Cowboys should manhandle the Panthers. 
At first, I really didn't know who to pick, and then I looked back and saw who both teams were facing, and then I realized how good this Cowboys offense is, especially Dak. It doesn't look like he's missed a step at all. I think the Cowboys win this one. Um, the Panthers, I mean, they, they didn't look bad. They don't look bad. But I don't think when you think of the three and zero, they face teams where they're worthy of being called three and zero. Yeah. I and I mean, final record for the Panthers like eight and nine. That's that's the type of team that they are. They've got a good defense and a good offense. The Cowboys have got a great offense and some really great defensive pieces, especially in Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. Yes. If that, that defense can step up, I would be willing to say Cowboys. I'd be willing to join all those Cowboys fans and say it's their year. Possibly. But I that, think that's if the defense steps up. And I did want to mention as well, what is with all of the clown cars talking about Tony Pollard taking over for Ezekiel Elliott? That should be a, a committee backfield at best. Zeke is playing well this year. Totally, I mean, Tony Pollard is, but I don't. I don't see where they say he's taking his spot. Tony Pollard should absolutely be getting carries. I think he's doing excellent. I think Zeke is also doing excellent. Yes. This is getting caught up in last year's bias, where Zeke was not good. That is true. So let's everyone calm down with saying that Zeke is like getting replaced or any nonsense like that. No. All right. Next up, we've got the Seahawks and the 49ers. The F- Seahawks, after having a good start against the Titans, have sort of fallen off. They lost a really bad one to the Vikings. Um, Russell Wilson was not able to carry the Seahawks like he usually is. And the 49ers had a really close matchup against the Packers. They almost won. Had it not been for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams connecting on a really beautiful fourth quarter sequence, then this game... I mean, this would be a 3-0 and team that just was fresh off making a Packers team 1-2 and and a Seahawks team that's kind of down on their luck. But momentum has shifted, and do you think it's going to change the outcome of this game? I mean, possibly. I really, really, really wanted to say Seahawks in this one, but I just don't know. I thought last week's game against the Vikings was going to be a blowout, and it was. But the Vikings won. <laughs> it was a blowout, but it wasn't the blowout we were expecting. Yeah. So it's got me kind of skeptical on... I know Russ is going to deliver, but will the rest of the team deliver? No, but they don't have to. I mean, to. the defense, it's not the Legion of Boom. It's nowhere close. I would consider it one of the worst defenses in the league. Well, yeah. Not the worst, but one of the worst. And I think the 49ers just generally are a better team overall. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't looked that bad. The The defense, uh, I really like that their defense is back to where they were after all the injuries that happened. I have the 49ers in this one. I actually have the Seahawks, and let me tell you why. So what happens every year when everyone points at the Seahawks and says, wow, their roster's kind of weak. I don't think they'll go to the playoffs. What do they do? They maybe either start the season out really well and then fade down the stretch, or they start the season out like this, surge towards the end, Russell Wilson carries. So I think Russell Wilson's going to get back up on his feet, lead the Seahawks team, 
possibly to only a narrow win against the 49ers, but a win against the 49ers all the same. This will be close. It'll be fun. But I do think that the Seahawks will pull um, the win out of this one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up, this is one of the most exciting week three, week four games. The Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. This game is ridiculous. Two Super Bowl teams, two possible MVP picks. They're going at it for the first time, and it's the first of two, maybe even three times, depending on how the playoffs play out. Who do you got? I mean, if Brady wasn't going back to to New England, this game would definitely be the Sunday night game, in my opinion. Mm. That's how hyped it is. I honestly couldn't see any faults between either of these teams. Well, there are some faults, but these two teams have been amazing the past couple of weeks. I have the Rams in this one, not only because they beat the Bucks last week, but because Matthew Stafford and that offense, they look unstoppable. They really do. I'm going to say, I don't think there's any defense that can stop them. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I know Kyler Murray and his offense have been amazing, but they've had, he didn't play that well last week. So that gives me the idea that he has a possibility of a minor slip up. I don't think it's going to be that much, but he has the possibility. I haven't seen a slip up in Stafford in this offense yet. That's true. That's Stafford's, been, with the Rams. Stafford's been incredible. Stafford's been amazing. I'm also going with the Rams. I think this will be a, a, a nail-biter, a really tight game. Yeah. Um, in the end, what kind of turns it for me is that um, the Cardinals' defense has been good, not great. And the Rams' defense has been great. The Rams' offense has been incredibly superb and amazing and awesome. And, I mean, it's just... Just a slight margin that it's the Rams It's so slight. It's so, so close. But there, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if the Cardinals won. Yeah. Either. I want to make that clear. Yeah. But both of these touchdowns, or both of these quarterbacks will probably have like four touchdowns and one pick. And there will be a receiver on each team that has a great day. Yeah. This will be an amazing game to watch. Mm-hmm. Everybody should turn this one on. All right. Coming up, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers. Okay. <sighs> uh, the Steelers. Yeah. What about those Steelers? I mean, I thought they'd be good after their week one game against the Bills, but now I'm starting to think that might have been a fluke. Like, this injury with TJ Watt, Big Ben, I don't know what's happened to this team. I, I know the past couple of years, they've always been this very steady team overall, but uh, it's I don't know if they can stop Aaron Rodgers and this Packers team, especially what happened last night. I mean, give Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds and no touchdowns. Wow. And you're like, oh, yeah. 49ers win. And then somehow the Packers win. That I mean, that 30-second uh, sequence with, man, Rodgers and Devontae Adams just That's have an much incredible t- connection. That is too much time. And when that is considered too much time for an offense— your defense is going to have to step up. That's true. I don't think the pa- Steelers' defense steps up. And well, I, I mean, uh, they haven't done it this year, but I mean, look at last year. That is true, but I don't know. There's, there's a question mark on my head over the Steelers, and I that's why I have the Packers on this. 
And I, I also have the Packers landslide win, maybe even worse than Washington Atlanta. I mean, these, this is, these are two very outmatched teams. Yeah. So moving on, we've got the Ravens and the Broncos. I think the Broncos are staying an undefeated team. Really? The Ravens nearly lost to the Lions. That is a sixty-six yard field goal had to save them. That is true. And it's not gonna come down to a field goal against the Broncos. I mean, you've pointed this out multiple times. Teddy Bridgewater does not have a turnover yet. And even though I say yet, it's a, it's I mean, it's not like he's been close. He's been playing really well and at a really high level. Lamar Jackson has not. He's actually been really underwhelming as a quarterback. He's been making a lot of mistakes through the air. And a lot of these wins have come with his likes. He has had, like, one, one, one and a half good passing games, I would say. Um, and this defense has also really underperformed. Not, not too badly, but it's not as good as we expected. And that is so due to, like, injuries and all that. And really, the offense, offensive struggles can be chalked up to injuries as well. But I don't think it'll be close either. Um, this Broncos defense is amazing. This Broncos offense is very efficient. It's more than enough to beat the Ravens right now. Out of the past three teams that they face, they face the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Lions, if I'm not mistaken. I uh, don't... It wasn't the Raiders for that first game. Because the Raiders are also 3-0. Here, you keep, you keep going on, and I'll check All it right. out. But I think this week, the Broncos would be the toughest challenge for uh, the, the def- this defense would be the toughest challenge for the Ravens offense. So I think Lamar's going to have a problem. And I just want to say something to every fan that has said the Broncos don't deserve to be 3-0. I very much dislike you. Oh. Okay. Oh. I oh. think the Broncos oh. win this one and every one of you fans are going to have to be quiet and realize that you've been mistaken about this Denver team. I don't hate you guys. I, I just really might. hate... I think you do. <laughs> Maybe I do. But I just really hate it that everyone says, oh, this is the garbage 3-0 team. No, be quiet. Well, They're going to win this game. And every one of you guys are going to be laughing at how wrong you guys were. Hmm. Looking at the schedule, though, the the combined record of the three teams that they face is 0-9. Like, I still think the Broncos are going to win, and I think it won't be close, but it'll be revealing if they don't. That because is true. Because the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets, there's a strong case to be made that that is 30-31 and 32 in the power rankings. Yes. Like, in that order, too. They've had a really easy schedule so far, but uh, who knows? I'm really hoping they win. Or else, whatever I just said is going to make me look like an idiot. That's actually. gonna that's gonna be worse than me trashing the Vikings for two podcasts in a row. That's true. All right, uh, we're gonna kind of pick up the pace a little bit for these last two games. We've got the Bucks and the Patriots in what is the most overhyped game in four weeks. Why should this be exciting? I mean, yeah, I don't understand. The Buccaneers have one of the best run defenses in the league. And if Damian Harris isn't doing anything and James White is out and you're leaving it to Mac Jones, it's going to be a mess. I mean, yeah, Brady is coming back to New England. But you look at these two teams, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which 
they have a much better team overall than the Patriots. And the Patriots win. It's been the running game, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Mac Jones hasn't had to do much. Last week, he's had to show that he has to do stuff, and he didn't perform to that level. One touchdown, three picks. He he needs to play a lot better because I don't think the run game's going to help him this much against this Buccaneers defense. He's going to have to throw the ball really well to match pace with Tom Brady in this offense if they want to have the slightest chance of winning. Yeah, this is... Um, really, I... It... <sighs> The problem with this game is not the matchup, because I think it's a matchup that a lot of people would like to watch. It's that we stuck it on prime time when the Cardinals and the Rams are playing. I don't care that Tom Brady's returning home. I honestly don't. It's it's such a waste of time to put this 34 to 6 blowout in prime time, because that's what this is going to be. This is going to be a really, really rough matchup for New England. Yeah. Um. If you ever want to, if you're ever looking for Bill Belichick to get a little angry on the sidelines, this would be the game. Yeah. All right. Last game on the schedule. Another really exciting game. We have two so exciting games this week. The Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers just came off of beating the Kansas City Chiefs 30-24. to And the Raiders are coming off of three really strong offensive performances. Performances by Derek Carr and Justin Herbert in the last week have been amazing. Both of these running games are strong. Receiving games are strong. Defenses are middling to good. This game is going to be so good. But who do you think is going to win? How close do you think it's going to be? And who are the breakout players for this game? Because there's definitely going to be plenty. And uh, my preference, I want, this to be, I want this game to be a 0-0 tie. <laughs> You know, n- neither of these teams win. That'd be great. Well, we all know that's not going to happen. This game's not going to end up in a tie. You hate the rest of the AFC West so much. I really much. do hate the rest of the AFC West. The, both of these teams are going to be amazing. Both quarterbacks have been really, really good. Derek Carr, especially, has is an early MVP pick. I'm sorry for everything bad I've ever said about Derek Carr, actually. Derek Carr has been, shown real, has been really good. Justin Herbert, against his performance against the Chiefs, he is a amazing quarterback. I believe he's going to be a top quarterback in the years to come. I think this comes down to defense, which defense can win. And I'm going to say the Chargers, not only because I kind of want the Raiders to lose because they're undefeated, but I think the Chargers defense is going to be better than the Raiders defense not saying that they are but I think in this game they they are going to be better mm-hmm. okay I'm gonna have to disagree with you there the Raiders defense has been an uh, unusually strong unit this year and there's one really gaping problem with the Chargers and everyone's hype about them and that's that they face the Chiefs defense that is true. The Chiefs' defense is probably the worst in football right now. Mm, I wouldn't say it's the worst, but I would put it in the lower lower tier. Bottom five, then. But it's horrible. Yes. It's on the level of the Falcons' defense. True. So, with what the Raiders have proven against stronger opponents, I think they'll be able to... I think they'll be able to pull out the win against this Chargers team. Just barely. 
And if Justin Herbert has a good game against the Raiders defense, I'll start believing in him even more. Not MVP candidate yet. We're not there. Pro Bowl, maybe second team all pro for this year with a good, good playoff run. That would speak volumes about Justin Herbert and about the Chargers organization, especially with his new coaching staff. So this is set up to be a really fun game. And yeah, with that, we've gone through all of the week four games. So thanks for everyone who listened. Um, Thanks for coming with us and watch Sid try to decimate every AFC West team on the schedule. And we will see y'all next time. Make sure to give this a like or no, not give this a like. It would be just like writing a review. Yeah, writing a review on Apple Podcasts if you liked it. Subscribing on, we have it on Spotify. We have it on Apple Podcasts. We have it on Google Podcasts. And yeah, we'll see y'all next time. See ya.